Hi, and welcome to the Book of Rulebooks. My name is Mathieu Labrosse, and today I'll read to you Chapter 8, Bitoku, a game designed by German P. Milan and published by De Vere. This chapter is a little longer than the ones we've already published, so in order for you to skip to the relevant sections, you'll find timestamps in the description of the chapter. You'll also find timestamps in all previous chapters we've published in their respective description. You'll also find that this chapter is not necessarily in the same order as the rulebook, in order to be more coherent with the podcast format. Long ago, in the time of our ancestors, during an epoch that mankind has since forgotten, a great spirit inhabited a forest. Its mere presence imbued everything with life, abundance, and peace. After its given time, the great spirit would go away, never to return. A Bitoku spirit, worthy to take its place, would then arise to preserve the harmony of the forest. This primordial forest, millennia old, stretches from the earthquake plains to the foothills of the Akaishi Mountains. The mountains are home to the source of the sacred river, Kurirakugan, whose mighty flow traverses the forest before shooting out over the cliffs of Sea's Claws. The forest has no other name. Indeed, all forests are called such after this one. It is one of the five hearts of the world, and it is said that, in its deepest, densest regions, the trees and vegetation are so thick that lost souls who wander there are able to at last find peace and transcend to the beyond, or become lost forever and cease to exist as the last memory of them is forgotten. There has never been, nor will, ever be a place like this. Magical and spiritual beings inhabit it, remembered today only in legend and children's tales. The time has come for the great spirit to move on, and one of the Bitoku must be chosen as its successor. As one of these spirits, can you prove that you alone are worthy of this incredible honor? Learning Bitoku Bitoku is a game that brings a hefty volume of rules, as you can see with the length of this chapter. This rulebook will expose the information in the most optimal way by teaching the round and turn structure first, and then the details of the game board and the player board. Bear in mind that with such a complex game, it is likely that you will come across a concept early in the text that aren't explained in detail until later. You should familiarize yourself with the game components and read all of the rules before sitting your friends around a table to play. You may find it helpful to set up the board in advance as if you were playing the game. Then, play a few turns on your own without any opponents, so you can see how the components move around the board and how to resolve actions in the different areas. In a short time, you will master the game and you will have no trouble finding answers to any questions in the rules. Then, when you invite your friends and explain to them how the game works, do so by handing over the player aids for them to follow along with your explanation. They are sure to appreciate you being a good host by having prepared the game beforehand. The goal of the game. The game is played over four rounds, 
each representing one year left for the Great Spirit. Each round is divided into four phases, named for the seasons. At the end of the winter phase, in the fourth round, the game ends and the ascension occurs. Each phase, you will carry out actions to earn virtue points, from now on called VP. As you earn VP, you will advance along the spirit path, which runs around the outside of the board. During the ascension, you can earn additional VP by completing certain goals. The spirit who advances the furthest along that path will be the winner and become the new great spirit. Setting up the game. The path of the great spirit is coming to its end. The final step taken by this enigmatic being will mark the beginning of the path for the one who will be its successor. The imprint of its wisdom shall forever be upon the stones, glades, and green of the forest. Those who are called to take its place have spent centuries living through many reincarnations just to prepare for this challenge. The wisest of the Pitoku are now ready. Which of them shall become the new great spirit of the forest? Setting up the board. First, place the game board in the middle of the table. The side without any gaps is ready for solitaire and two-player games. If three or four of you are playing, add the die-cut pieces in the corresponding spaces as shown in the gaps. The four-player setup always has more spaces on the tiles. Second, place the Great Spirit counter on the first space of the round track and the Pagoda counter on the first space of the phase track. Third, divide the Tori Gate tiles marked A and B. Mix each group separately. Place a random A tile on each Tori Gate space marked A and a random B tile on each space marked B, with their rewards facing up. Put any remaining Tory Gate tiles back in the box. Fourth, for a solitaire or two-player game, mix the ancient building tiles and randomly place one on each of the lower leftmost spaces of the four inhabited areas indicated on the board. In three-player games, place only two of these tiles on the lower leftmost spaces of the lens of Yomi and the Glade of Jade. You don't need ancient buildings in four-player games. Return any leftover tiles to the box. Fifth, shuffle the forest treasure tiles and randomly place one in each of the five forest regions. For a two-player game, also place a Kodama counter of a neutral color on the fourth space of each region's Kodama track. Sixth, shuffle the building tiles, crystal tiles, Mitama spirit tiles, and dragonfly tiles separately and place them in stacks with roughly the same number of tiles face down in the matching spaces. Then, turn over enough tiles of each type from either of the stacks to fill all of the spaces next to that stack. Seventh, mix the Iwakura rock tiles and, without looking at them, give one to each player. Then, Place one face up in each space of the rock garden. Put the remaining tiles back in the box. Eighth, shuffle the vision cards and place them face down on their space on the board. Ninth, shuffle the bitoku cards and place them in their space 
on the board with space for a discard pile. Turn over and place one Bitoku card in each space of the hill areas of the board. Tent. Separate the starting yokai cards from the others and set them aside. Shuffle the remaining yokai cards and create a face-down deck in their space on the board with space for a discard pile. Turn over and place one yokai card in each space of the hills area of the board, partially covering the bitoku cards. And finally, 11th, create a common supply for the resource counters, which are jade, sake, stone, and wood, another pile for the time three resource tiles, another pile for the hikaru tiles, and another pile for the amulets. Player setup. Each player chooses a color and takes the following. First, a player board and a flag of your color. Place it in front of you. Second, three dice. Place them on the red spaces on your board with these values showing from left to right, which are three, two, and one. Third, five Kodama counters of your color. Place one on the first space of each Kodama track in the forest area of the game board. Fourth, 11 pilgrim counters of your color. Place three of them with their awakened side face up in the upper right area of your player board and the rest with their sleeping side facing up on the eight spaces in the crystal areas so they cover the virtue point symbol. Five. Three player counters of your color. Place one on the Bitsoku path on your player board, one on the river space at the beginning of the ascension track on the board, and one on the turn order track. Mix the tokens of all players on the turn order track and place them on the track in the random order. Six. Six building counters. Place them on the spaces in the building area of your player board covering the VP symbols. Seven, one random dragonfly from any face down stack. Place it face up in the matching area of your player board. Eight, one random vision card from the deck. Place it face up next to your player board. Nine, the set of five starting yokai cards of your color. Shuffle your yokai cards together Place them face down next to your player board. Return any unused starting yokai cards to the box. 10. Get one wood, one jade, and one plus one amulet. Place them next to your player board. Place one Iwakura rock you received in the leftmost space on your player board. And then get one player aid with the game order and icon summaries. Note that except for the face down cards, tiles, and the yokai cards in the player's hands, all game elements are public knowledge and available to all players. Everything is now ready to begin. The Path of the Great Spirit The spirits of the forest are united in harmony and symbiosis. In all they do, they aid one another without conflict. Hatred is unknown here, and lush greenery grows everywhere, for the Bitoku oversee everything, and together, they take care of the forest. The Great Spirit is the foremost of these, 
and all can rejoice in the plenitude of its efforts. Bitoku is played over four rounds, each divided into four phases inspired by the seasons of the year. The first phase is spring, in which we have the awakening of the forest. In this phase, the players prepare their yokai cards and gather the fruits of their earlier labors. The second phase is summer, which is the call of the guardians. The players call upon their yokai and perform actions in the various areas of the board. The third phase is autumn, which is their reverence. Based on their actions in the summer, the players determine the new turn order. And finally, the fourth phase is the winter, which is the repose of the forest. The players recover their pieces and prepare the board for the next round. At the end of the last round, the ascension begins, when the final VP are awarded and the new Great Spirit will be chosen. Yokai Cards and Dice The duties of a Bitoku who aspires to become the Great Spirit of the Forest would be laborious and arduous if they had to do it alone. Fortunately, the Yokai, who are the guardians who watch over and protect the forest, are there to help. Their presence in the game is represented in the form of cards and dice. Using these is fundamental to the strategy of the game, and you must use them if you hope to become the next great spirit. During each round, you will use three cards and three dice. The yokai cards are played onto your player board to allow you to perform various tasks and receive rewards. You begin the game with a basic deck of five starting yokai cards, but you can gain more powerful cards during the game. In addition, they can give you VP at the end of the round in which they're played. There are two different ways to obtain new yokai cards. The first one is a symbol that allows you to obtain a yokai card from the common deck. When that happens, take the top two cards, choose one, and keep it in your hand. Then, place the other one face down back at the bottom of the deck. The second icon allows you to obtain a yokai card from the Hikaru Hill you just moved your dice to. In that case, place it in your hand. The game might also instruct you to draw a yokai card. When that happens, draw a yokai card from your deck and put it in your hand. Anytime you draw yokai cards, always take them from the top of your own deck. Your deck is kept face down, next to your player board, and you may not look at those cards at any time. The cards in your hand should be kept secret from the other players. When you discard yokai cards, place them in a face-up discard pile next to your deck. You may examine the cards in your discard pile at any time, but under no circumstances can you draw cards from there. If you need to draw a card and there are no cards left in your deck, shuffle your discard pile and create a new face-down deck, then draw the cards you need. Each yokai card shows their type, the action they offer when played, and the VP they grant you during the optional Spirit's Virtue step during the winter phase. The red circle indicates the maximum amount of points you may get during that spirit's virtue. Also, the starting yokai cards show a symbol under the type icon matching the color of the player's pieces. Now that we're done explaining the yokai cards, let's talk about the dice. Dice begin each round on the red spaces of your player board. The value on the die determines how powerful that yokai is. 
the higher the value on the die, the more powerful the action will be when you use that die. Also, as only yokai can cross the sacred river, only dice can be used to gain the favor of the forest by moving over the river to the hills. Before you can use a die, you must unlock it, moving it to the green space. There are three ways to unlock a die. First, by playing a yokai card in the space next to the locked die. Second, by the use of an action that allows you to unlock a die. And third, by discarding a pilgrim. You may use a locked die from your personal board if you discard a pilgrim counter you have available. If you do, you must use that die immediately. The pilgrim is removed from the game. Bitoku Cards Bitoku are powerful spirits on their own path to ascension. But even the strongest of them require the advice and wisdom of other spirits. There are a few different ways to obtain Bitoku cards. The first one is to obtain a Bitoku card from the common deck. When that happens, take the top two cards of the Bitoku deck, choose one, and keep it on your Bitoku path. Then place the other face down back at the bottom of the deck. Another way to obtain one is to obtain the Bitoku card from the Hikaru Hill you just moved your die to. Place it on your Bitoku path when that happens. Each Bitoku card shows a type, a space for a player counter, a VP award, and any other actions available when the player counter moves onto that card. You'll also find a rarity number indicating the number of copies of that type available in the deck. Bitoku cards are used to create the Bitoku path on your player board. Each time you gain a Bitoku card, you must add it to your path. If you have at least one Bitoku card beyond the space occupied by your player counter, you may spend one movement point to move your counter to the next space. Movement point will be explained later. When you do this, you complete that Bitoku card and immediately gain the VP and any other action shown on that card. Also, you will need to have at least one or two completed Bitoku cards in order to cross the bridges and the paths of wisdom, which will be explained later. At the beginning of the game, you have no Bitoku cards on your path, so you may not move your player counter forward until you gain at least one card. Vision Cards each vision card shows a specific list of requirements that you must fulfill in order to earn the VP shown on the card. You must complete all of the requirements on the card in order to earn the points, or lose VP for each vision card that wasn't fully fulfilled at the end of the game. When you take an action that awards you a vision card, follow these steps. First, draw two vision cards from the deck. Then. Choose if you want to keep one of the vision cards or not. If you choose to keep a vision card, take one and place it face up next to your player board. Take the other card and place it face down at the bottom of the vision card deck. If you do not wish to keep either of the vision cards, return them both at the bottom of the vision card deck and take any one resource of your choice from the supply instead. Scoring Vision Cards in order to earn the VP listed on a vision card, 
you must complete all of the tasks shown on that card before Ascension begin. Players will lose 1 or 2 VP at the end of the game, as indicated on each uncompleted vision card. Each item in the game can only be used to fulfill the requirements of one vision card. So, if you have multiple vision cards that require the same item, you must have a separate copy of that item for each vision card you want to complete. If you do not have enough, you may choose which visions to complete. Each vision card shows the following information. First, the requirements you must fulfill to complete that vision. Second, the virtue points you will earn during ascension if you complete that vision. And third, the number of VP you will lose in case it is not completed. The requirements for a vision card can include any of the following. Note that the icons used throughout the game to indicate actions here should be read as having fulfilled that actions. A vision card may ask you, for example, to have a resource of any type, have a constructed building, have a crystal of any color, have a Mitama spirit tile, have a dragonfly combined with a Mitama spirit, have a pilgrim on an illumination space, have a pilgrim on a gate space, or having made an advancement on your Bitoku path. Icons and Symbols Bitoku uses a variety of icons and symbols to help you through the game and communicate valuable information. It may seem like a lot at first, but you will quickly learn to identify them. You can find them all in the player aid that briefly explains each symbol, as well as reference pages where they are explained in more detail. A black number to the right of any icon indicates the number of times you can take an action. If there is no number, you only take that action once. A red hand means that you must pay that resource, returning it to the common reserve, in order to obtain a tile or perform an action. A yellow hand next to an icon indicates that we can take that action paying lower number of resources of any type by the amount indicated. If a virtue point icon is orange, it means you can earn those VP immediately, as soon as you take that action. If the icon is purple, you do not earn those VP until the end of the game. A gray VP indicates a loss in victory points. When you see a slash between two icons, you can decide which one of those to take. Actions in the game There are three main ways to gain actions during the game. The basic actions are your options during your turn in the summer phase. Play a yokai card, use an unlocked die, cross a river, or pass. Forest and building actions are granted by the region of the forest when you place a die there. Forest actions are different for each region. The building action available depends on which buildings are available in the region you place your die on. Some spaces on the board some tiles, and some yokai cards allow you to take the actions shown. These actions must be resolved at the moment that the space, the tile, or the card is activated. This may trigger additional actions, possibly causing a chain of actions, one after another. Player Aid 
The player aid included in the game has a handy summary of the round order. In any case, that is just a summary, so please refer to the main rulebook for detailed explanations of the rules. Also, there's an image of the game board with each section named in reference with the page number in the rulebook where you'll find all the relevant details. Finally, in the inside of the leaflet, there's a description of all the icons you can find in the game and references to the relevant pages of the rulebook in case you need further explanation. Amulets. These mystical tokens are used by guardians to enhance their powers. When you obtain them, take them from the common pool and place them next to your player board. Anytime you move a die to the game board, you may spend any number of amulets to increase the value showing on that die, either plus one, plus two, or plus three, as marked on each amulet. Amulets cannot be broken down into other amulets of smaller denomination. You can change a plus three amulet for three plus one amulets, for example. Resources. Resources are used to pay various costs during the game and can be acquired from tiles, cards, and other sources. There are four types of resources in the game. Jade, sake, wood, and stone. There's also a certain icon which indicates you can take resources of any type, as many as indicated, either the same or different, chosen by the player. When you receive resources, place them next to your player board. At any time, you may return three resources of the same type to the supply and take a times three resource style for that resource type in exchange, or vice versa. Spring, the awakening of the forest. The cold winter snow turns to crystal clear streams, flooding the woods with fresh and green. The forest erupts in a festival of life and exuberance as the animals awaken from their hibernation and the spirits consume their activities, taking care of the forest. Spring is the time when life flourishes and the yokai gather to assist the bitoku. During this phase, the players receive their yokai for the round and collect income. All players may act simultaneously during this phase, performing these two steps. First, summon the yokai. Each player draws cards from their yokai deck until they have four cards in their hand. It is possible for players to start this phase already with four or more cards in hand from previous rounds. In that case, they should not draw more cards from their deck. Then, they must choose which of those cards to discard, finally keeping a total of three in hand. And second, reap the fruits. Each player now collects the rewards indicated on the dream crystals, which are the purple crystals, on their player boards. You may collect these rewards in any order you choose. As soon as all players have completed both steps, the summer phase can begin. Move the Pagoda counter to the next space on the face track. Summer, Call of the Guardians. As spirits gain wisdom and become more powerful, they also grow proportionally larger. Some even grow to the size of oak trees and acquire masterful abilities. 
These are known as yokai guardians. Summer is the season of hard work. This is the time that those who hope to become the great spirit call upon these guardians for aid. During this phase, the players will take individual turns. The order of turns is determined from left to right by the location of the player counters on the turn order track. When it is your turn, you must choose one of the four basic actions. Either play a yokai card from your hand, or use an unlocked die on your player board, or cross the river, or pass. Once you have completed your actions, it is the next player's turn. Players continue taking turns in this way until all players have chosen to pass. Then, the autumn phase can begin. Move the pagoda counter to the next space on the phase track. Let's take a look at all the four actions in detail. Play a yokai card from your hand. The yokai cards represent the guardian spirits of the forest. They are divided into five types, each specialized in a different kind of effect. When you choose this option, you'll play one yokai card from your hand, placing it on an empty card space on your player board yokai area. Then follow these three steps. First, unlock the die next to the yokai card just played, moving it from the closest red space to the green open one if needed. Second, activate the yokai card by carrying out the action shown on the card. This step is optional. And third, harmonize the crystal if you have one connected to that card space by carrying out the action shown on the crystal tile. You may do this before or after you activate the yokai card. This step is also optional. There are a few things to consider when playing a yokai card. First, you may not play a yokai card on a space that is already occupied by another card. You may play a yokai card even if the die in that space has already been unlocked or even played on the board. Then, if all three of your card spaces are full, you must choose a different option on your turn. You may not move a yokai card to another space after you've played it. And finally, each card space can only have one crystal connected to it for the entire game. Use an unlock die on your player board. The most powerful yokai are the guardians, represented in the game by dice. When you use one of your unlock die, you will always place it in the forest area of the game board. The forest is divided into five regions. Each region has a number of spaces where the dice can be placed. When you place a die on the game board, follow these steps. First, reinforce the guardian. Before you place a die, and only at this time, you may increase the value shown on the die by discarding any number of amulets you have to the supply. Each amulet you spend in this way increases the value of the die by one, two, or three, depending on the value of the amulet. The value of a die can never be increased above six. Any additional points are lost. This step is optional. The second step when placing a die is to visit the forest. Move the die to any empty space on the forest area of the game board. 
you may have more than one die in the same region over multiple turns, as long as there are still empty spaces available. The third step of placing a die is to perform the forest and building actions. You may now use the forest action and or one of the building actions that are available in the region where you place the die. You may perform these actions in any order you choose. This step is optional. Forest actions. You may only use a forest action if the die you placed has an equal or higher value than all other dice already in that region. Note that any dice that have crossed the river over to the hills are no longer counted as being in the forest region. The forest actions available in each region will be described a little later. One quick tip to make Bitoku more difficult. After your first few games, you can increase Bitoku's difficulty simply by adjusting the forest action rules to the following. You may only use a forest action if the die you placed has a higher value than all other dice already in that region. If any of those dice is showing a value of 6, you have to spend an amulet at this moment in order to virtually increase your value over 6 for this forest action. Although, do not change the top face of the die. Note that any dies that have crossed the river over to the hills are no longer counted as being in the forest regions. Building Actions If there are any buildings in the inhabited area attached to that forest region at the moment in which you place the die, you may perform the actions shown on one of those buildings. Unlike forest actions, you may use a building's action regardless of the values of other dice in that forest region, but your die value must still be higher than or equal to the value shown on the building you want to use. Property Bonus If you perform a building action on a building that was constructed by another player, that is, one marked with another player's building counter, the building's owner receives a property bonus on the tile. This is in addition to the effect that you're using and comes from the common supply. You don't pay them the bonus yourself. There are three types of property bonuses. The owner earns one VP. The owner earns one VP or a plus one amulet. Or the owner earns one VP and a plus one amulet. You do not receive a property bonus if you use your own building. There are a few things to consider when playing dice in the forest. First, you may not perform more than one forest action per die placement. You may not perform more than one building action per die placement. You may not perform a building action from a building you just built this turn. You may also not place a die from your personal board onto any space in the hills over the other side of the river. You may use a locked die by permanently discarding a pilgrim available on your player board. You may perform the building action before the forest action or vice versa, but either way, you must complete the first action before beginning the second one. Both types of actions are optional. You may place a die without taking either type of action. Cross the river. 
If you have one or more dice in the forest area of the game board, you may choose this option. If you do, follow these steps. First, move your die across the river. Choose one of your dice in the forest and move it to an empty space in the matching Hikaru Hills area on the other side of the river. In two-player games, the spaces on the other side of the river can reach both Hikaru Hills on each side of the board, as divided by the home of the Great Spirit. The second step is to perform an act of contrition. Only the humble can cross the sacred Kuriakugan River, so you must reduce the value of your die by one point. If the die has a value of six, however, you must reduce its value by three instead. That means that you cannot cross the river with a die that has a value of one because it cannot pay for the act of contrition. The third step of crossing the river is to obtain a favor of the forest. Gain one of the available benefits shown in the space you moved your die to. You can only move your die to an empty space, but you can choose any available favor. Each favor can only be gained once per round in each area, so players will cover them with Hikaru markers after claiming one of them to indicate that one not available until the following round. In two-player games, you will be able to access the favors of the two hills connected to the space where you place your die when crossing the river. These are the three favors available in each area. The first is to take the Bitoku card from this space. Place it below your player board to begin or extend your Bitoku path. The second favor is to take the Yokai card from this space, add it to your hand, and you may play this card during a later turn. The third and final favor would be to choose two different options among these four. The first one would be to draw one vision card from the deck. The second would be to take one Iwakura rock from the board and add it to your rock path. The third option is to place one available pilgrim on your player board adjacent to one Iwakura rock. And the fourth option is to move one of your Kodamas on any Kodama track forward one space. Once a die has crossed the river, it remains there until the winter phase and cannot be moved again that round. There are a few things to consider when crossing the river. First, you can only place your die in an empty space after crossing the river. The value on your die does not affect which favors you may take here. After you cross, the space in the forest that your die left behind is now empty and available for another die to use. A die at the home of the Great Spirit cannot cross the river. Taking the favor of the forest is optional. You may cross the river and choose a reward, but decide not to take it, and simply cover that option with a Hikaru marker without any further effects. The final action available to players is to pass. After having played your three yokai cards on your personal board, and move your three dice over to forest spaces. If you cannot or do not wish to cross the river, you may pass when it is your turn. Once you pass, you are out for the rest of the phase and you may not take any more actions. Once all players have passed, the summer phase ends and the autumn phase can begin. Move the pagoda counter to the next space on the phase track. 
Autumn, the reverence. The great spirit of the forest is a generous being, for with every step that it takes, life springs forth from its footprints. The great spirit of the forest is a strict being, for everything that lives must die when its time has come. The great spirit of the forest is a fair being, for the decay of the expired feeds the fruit from whence new life is born. Autumn is the season for reflection. At this time, the aspiring spirits present themselves humbly before the great spirit to review their deeds. Players take the following step simultaneously. Take one step forward. The new turn order is decided at this point. The player whose die is on the highest position in the home of the great spirit places their player counter in the first position on the turn order track, pushing the rest of the counters on the track to the right to make room. Then the player in the second highest position places their counter in the second position on the turn order track. If you have more than one die in the home of the great spirit, only the one in the higher position is counted. If there are no dice in the home of the great spirit, the turn order remains unchanged. Once this step is resolved, the autumn phase ends and the winter phase can begin. Move the pagoda counter to the next space on the phase track. Winter, the repose of the forest. Snow and ice overtake the forest. The great spirit contemplates how the flakes light upon the branches of the evergreens and the way the ice slows the heartbeat of the ponds. Silence settles in as the forest begins to rest. Winter is the season where the forest recovers its strength for the coming cycle and is a time for aspiring spirits to prepare themselves for their next challenges. All players must follow these five steps in order. First, guardians return home. Take your dice back from the game board and return them to the red spaces on your player board on the order of your choice. All dice keep their current values. The second step is the spirit's virtue. If you have a total of at least five yokai cards between your deck, your player board, your hand, and your discard pile, you may choose to permanently remove one from the game to earn VP. This step is optional. Using the new turn order, each player may remove one of the three yokai cards on their player board and score the VP shown at the bottom of the card. If you do so, place the card face up so it is visible under your player board, next to the flag, leaving its type visible. You will no longer be able to use that card for the rest of the game. At the end of the game, this card still counts when you score your Iwakura Rock. Cards discarded this way will award VP by counting the number of copies of each item shown currently under your control multiplied by the value of the VP icon, always up to a maximum of 12 points. You can see the details of these on the player's aid. The third step is the Yokai Say Farewell. Take all of the remaining Yokai cards on your player board and put them in your discard pile. Keep any Yokai cards in your hand for the next round. The fourth step is the Great Spirit Takes a Step. Advance the Great Spirit counter one space forward 
on the round track. If the Great Spirit reaches the Ascension space, skip the next step and proceed directly to the Ascension phase, which will be described in a moment. And finally, the fifth step is the Snow in the Forest. Prepare the game components for the next round. Remove all Bitoku and Yokai cards from the game board and discard them. If either deck has no cards left, shuffle the matching discard pile and create a new deck at this time. The second step is to return the Hikaru tiles from the hills to the common supply. The third step is to draw a Bitoku card and then Yokai card for each space in the hills. The fourth step is to remove the Mitama spirit, dragonfly, building and crystal tiles that are in the last space, which is the furthest away from the stack, of each of their areas on the game board from the game. Push the remaining tiles on these paths forward until they fill all of the spaces at the end of their paths. Then turn over enough tiles to fill in all of the spaces on each path. Remember, the Iwakura rocks are never refilled. And the fifth and final step is to move the Pagoda counter back to the spring space on the face track. The Ascension Final scoring in the end of the game. Much time passed before the great spirit of the forest was able to complete its journey into peace. Finding a replacement was no simple matter, for reaching the required state of balance and wisdom is a challenge for even the most enlightened of beings. The oldest of trees, for whom the passing of centuries is like a single breath, if they are very lucky, may live to see as many as three great spirits in their entire lifespan. As soon as the winter phase of the last round is complete, the players add up their final score to determine who will be the next great spirit of the forest. If they prefer, the players can take turns calculating their personal score or carry out each step of the ascension together. Add up your points by moving your marker on the VP path. If your score passes 100 VP, flip your flag to its plus 100 VP side to show your accomplishment. Here are the different items to score. First, reap the fruits. Each player collects the rewards indicated on the dream crystals, which are the purple crystals, on their player board. You may collect these rewards in any order you choose. The second step is called first among many. The player who is first on the turn order track receives three victory points. The third step is the Bitoku bow before you. Each player who has Bitoku cards receives VPs based on the number of different types of Bitoku cards they have in their Bitoku path. Duplicate Bitokus don't score anything at this point. You receive points regardless of how far you have progressed on your Bitoku path. If you have only one type of Bitoku on your path, you score one point. For two types, you score two points. For three, you score four points. For four types, you score seven points. For five types, you score 11 points. For six, you score 16. And if you have every types, for which there are seven, you score a total of 22 points. The next step is the treasures of the lake. The VP for each region of the forest are awarded next. The player whose Kodama is furthest along the track 
earns the highest VP award for that region. The second Kodama earns the middle reward, and the third Kodama earns the smallest reward. If there's a tie, add the rewards of the tied positions and divide the total VP among the tied players rounded down. Remember, the final space on the track can be occupied by only a single Kodama. This scoring is done for each of the five forest regions. The next step is the Iwakura Rocks Resonate. Each player earns the VP indicated by the Iwakura Rocks on their player board. Each pilgrim you have sitting next to a rock awards you one VP for each item you have that matches the requirements shown on that tile. If an item appears on two different rocks, you may count it both times. The items shown on the rocks can be found on yokai cards, buildings, or Mitama spirits. For the yokais, each yokai card with the matching symbol, whether it's in your deck, discard pile, hand, or player board, including any starting yokai cards, would award the VP. The Yamauba cards act as wild card. You may choose which unique type of yokai you want to assign to each of these cards at this time, but they can only count for one unique type. For the Mitama spirits, each Mitama tile with the matching symbol that you have on your player board awards VP, whether you have combined them with a Flyerfly or not. The Shinigami Mitama spirits act as wild. You may choose which type of Mitama you want to assign to each of these styles at this time, but they can only count for one type. For the buildings, each building with the matching symbol that you own which would be the one that have your building counter on it, would award you VP. The next step is to score the Guardian's Pay Homage. Each player now adds up the current value of all three of their dice, plus the number of resources they still hold. Then, they divide this total by four, rounding down, and earns the result in VP. The next step is to score the Visions Revealed. Each player earns VP shown on each of the visions that they were able to complete, and loses 1 or 2 VP for each uncompleted vision as indicated. Remember, you can only use each game element to fulfill the requirements of one vision. The final step of scoring is the fate accomplished. Players add up the number of end-of-game virtue points, which are the purple ones, shown on their player boards, which would be in their building and crystal areas. Finally, the player who has most VP becomes the new great spirit of the forest and wins the game. If there's a tie, the one who completed the most visions is the winner. If they're still tied, the winner is the one furthest ahead on the turn order track. The Elements of the Forest In this section of the rulebook, we will give you details of the different areas of the board and their gameplay. The Game Board The main game board is divided into a number of areas, each of which has a different function during the game. You have the Face Track, the Round Track, the Spirit Path, the Paths of Wisdom, the Forest, which is divided into five regions, which are the Lands of Yomi, the Stairs of Knowledge, the Home of the Great Spirit, the Glade of Jade, and the Forges. 
Then you have the sacred Kurirakugan River. You have the Hikaru Hills, the inhabited areas, the rock garden, the crystal caves, the rift of visions, the twisted trail of the Mitamas, and the Kodamas and the treasures of the lake. We'll look over each of these areas in more details. The phase track. The Pagoda counter is used on this track to remind the players which phase they are currently playing. At the end of each phase, move the counter to the next space. The round track. The Great Spirit counter is used on this track to indicate which round of the game is being played. After the winter phase each round, move the Great Spirit counter forward one space towards ascension. The last space in this track indicates that it is time for the ascension phase. The Spirit Path This path is used by the players to keep track of their virtue points during the game and the ascension. Remember to move your player counter each time you gain VP. If your counter moves past the 100 space, flip your flag to its plus 100 VP side as a reminder. The Path of Wisdom The journey towards ascension brings spirits and pilgrims new levels of consciousness and self-awareness. This part of the game board shows the paths that pilgrim can follow as they seek enlightenment. In order to move a pilgrim on a path, you must spend movement points. In this section of the board, you can take the following actions. The first action is to start a new pilgrimage on the Paths of Wisdom. If you have a pilgrim available on your player board, you may place it on the starting space, which is next to the starting gate, on any of the Paths of Wisdom that you wish to follow. Depending on the number of players, this gate will be the starting point for one or two paths. You may start as many pilgrimages as you like, as long as you have pilgrims available. You can acquire more pilgrims by earning crystals, which will be explained later. Optional, if you already occupy a gate space with one of your pilgrims, you may start a new pilgrimage on the path space connected to that gate instead of the starting gate if you wish, saving yourself part of the journey. However, you always have the option of placing the new pilgrim at the starting gate if you prefer. The second action you can take on this section of the board is to move a pilgrim forward on a path of wisdom. If you already have a pilgrim on a path of wisdom pilgrimage space, you may move it forward one space by paying one movement point onto the next pilgrimage space. Each path is one way only and must be followed in the direction shown. Pilgrims can never move backward on a path. Several pilgrims may occupy the same space only if the circle on that space is open at the top. Along the path, your pilgrim will encounter forks heading towards illumination spaces or a gate. When you reach a fork, you may choose which direction to move. The spaces along these side paths can hold only one pilgrim at a time, as indicated by the closed circle on those spaces. Also, Pilgrims may not occupy different spaces on the same fork. The Illumination Spaces award VP and amulets when a Pilgrim is placed onto them. A Pilgrim on an Illumination Space 
is placed there with its sleeping side up and cannot move any further and remains in that space for the rest of the game. They have reached their personal goal. The Tory gate spaces, either A or B, follow the same rules as the illumination spaces. In addition, you immediately take the action shown on the tile marking that gate. From now on, if you decide to start a new pilgrimage, you may begin from the space adjacent to this gate. Tory Gate Tiles Once you place one of your pilgrims on a Tory Gate space, you immediately take the action indicated on the top of the tile occupying that space. The lower part of the tile indicates if it's a A or a B type of gate. On the Path of Wisdom, you will find bridge spaces. The spaces with bridges represent spiritual obstacles that a pilgrim may encounter during their journey. In order to cross a bridge, it is not enough to simply pay one movement point. You must also have advanced far enough along your personal bitoku path. For the first bridge, you must have advanced your player counter onto at least the first card onto your bitoku path. For the second, you must have reached at least a second card on your Bitoku path. Movement Points You can earn movement points as the effect of some cards and tiles. Movement points must always be spent immediately when gained. They cannot be saved for later and are lost if not used. Each movement point may be spent to carry out one of the following actions. You may spend movement points to take different actions or repeat the same action more than once, but you must fully resolve each action before spending the next movement point. The first action, as we've seen, is to start a new pilgrimage on the Paths of Wisdom. If you have a pilgrim available in your player board, you may place it on the starting space, next to the starting gate, on any of the Paths of Wisdom that you wish to follow. The second action, also as we've seen, is to move a pilgrim forward on the Path of Wisdom. If you already have a pilgrim on the Path of Wisdom, you may move it forward one space by paying one movement point. The third action available for movement points is to move your spirit along your Bitoku path. If you have at least one Bitoku card on your Bitoku path beyond the space occupied by your player counter, you may spend one movement point to move your counter to the space on the next card in your path. It is complete now, and you take the action shown. The Forest Regions The forest is like a gigantic baobab that is centuries old, difficult to get your arms around. Its dominion spread to the four points of the compass, and within its shade are an infinite number of hidden corners, each with its own personality and home to every kind of creature, from the simplest beast to perfectly structured societies. These mythical places, full of life and mystery, hold the resources that spirits need to complete their journey to ascension. Each region is also the location of one of the Hikaru Hills, where yokai and bitoku spirits gather. The source of all this life is the sacred Kurirakugan River. During the summer phase, you can place your dice in this area of the game board. Each region of the forest offers different forest actions, 
and is connected to both one of the hills and one of the inhabited areas. There is also a separate Kodama track in each region, where players can compete for the treasure of the lake. The first forest region is the lands of Yomi. Many Mitama spirits become lost in the darkness of the forest. Fortunately, Yomi can help guide them and purify their souls before they are forever forgotten. They achieve this with the help of the Chinkon dragonflies. This region is connected to the twisted trail of the Mitamas. When you place a die here, you may choose from the following forest actions. Remember, you can only put your die if it has a value equal to or higher than all other dice in that region. If you place a die with a value of 1, move your Kodama in this region forward one space. With a value of 2, pay the indicated cost and obtain one Mitama Spirit tile or one Dragonfly tile. With a value of 3, pay the indicated cost and obtain one Mitama Spirit tile with a discount of one resource or one dragonfly. With a die value of four or five, pay the indicated cost with a discount of any one resource and obtain either one Mitama spirit tile or one dragonfly tile. And with a value of six, pay the indicated cost and obtain one Mitama spirit tile and one dragonfly tile with a discount of one resource on the purchase of one of these tiles. The second forest region is the Stairs of Knowledge. A long walk awaits all pilgrim in search of the truth of all things. Fortunately, refuge can be found in the Tory Gates where they can enjoy a regenerative rest. This region is connected to the Paths of Wisdom. When you place a die here, you may choose from the following forest actions. With a die value of one, Move your Kodama in this region forward one space. With a value of 2, gain 1 movement point. With a value of 3, gain 2 movement points. With a value of 4 or 5, gain 3 movement points. And with a value of 6, gain 4 movement points. The third forest region is the home of the Great Spirit. This is the refuge of the one who is everything in the forest, whose time is coming to an end. The spirit who reaches the highest virtue will soon make their home here. The turn order track at the top of this region shows the order that the players will take turns during the summer phase. This order is determined during the autumn phase, based on the positions of the player dice in this region. There are several spaces here for dice, each of which offers a different forest action. Any dice can be placed on these spaces, regardless of the values shown on those dice. The Great Spirit is equally generous to all the beings of the forest. On the board for three or four players, the first action is to gain a plus two amulet. The second action is to gain one plus one amulet and draw one vision card. The third action is to gain a plus one amulet in any one resource of your choice. And the fourth action is to gain a plus one amulet and one movement point. For the two player board, the first action is to gain a plus two amulet. The second action is to gain a plus one amulet and draw one vision card. The third action 
is to gain a plus one amulet and your choice of one movement point or any one resource. And the fourth action of the Home of the Great Spirit, only for two players, is a little different. This space is the only exception to the rule that a die of any value can be placed in the Home of the Great Spirit. You can only place a die with value two or higher here. When you place a die on this space, you must immediately reduce its value by one. Then, you may choose any other player's die that is on any forest space, then perform the forest action for the region that die is located in using the value on that die. You do not get to perform any building action, and you cannot choose a die that has crossed the river. The fourth forest region is the Glade of Jade. In this region, spirits from all over the forest gather to exchange every imaginable kind of precious stone and, of course, the drink of the gods, the sake. This region offers a way to gain resources. When you place a die here, you may choose from the following forest actions. When you place a die with a value of 1, move your Kodama in this region forward one space. With a value of 2, take 1 wood or 1 jade. With a value of 3, take 1 of any resource of your choice, which are again wood, jade, sake, or stone. With a value of 4 or 5, take any 2 resources of your choice. And if you place a die with a value of 6, take any 3 resources of your choice. The fifth and final forest region is the Forges. Scarlet fire emanates from the depths of the earth. The artisans of Spider Town mine soul crystals from deep below the surface, using them to craft magnificent objects and erect structures of immeasurable power. This region offers a way to gain crystals and construct buildings. When you place a die here, you may choose from the following forest actions. If you place a die with a value of 1, move your Kodama in this region forward one space. With a value of 2, construct one building in an empty space of that building's type in any inhabited area of the forest. With a value of 3, obtain one crystal or construct one building in an empty space of that building's type in any inhabited area of the forest. With a value of 4 or 5, Pay the indicated cost with a discount of one resource in order to either obtain one crystal or construct one building in an empty space of that building's type in any inhabited area of the forest. And if you place a die with a value of 6, pay the indicated cost with a discount of one resource in order to obtain one crystal and construct one building in an empty space of that building's type in any inhabited area of the forest. The discount only applies either to the construction of the building or the crystal, not both. The river. The water flows along the path of the sacred Kurirakugan River, giving life as it passes. Those who wet their feet in the river must pay a small toll to continue their path to transcendence for only the humble may cross. Any who enter the water and follow the flow to where the river meets the sea will float forever in the underwater halls of the Rashar. 
The river marks the border between the regions of the forest. Only the home of the Great Spirit does not touch its banks. If you have a die in any region of the forest except the home of the Great Spirit, you may move that die across the river during your turn over to the corresponding Hikaru Hill. The Hills These luminous places are remnants of peace, often roamed by all sorts of spirits. Each of the regions of the forest, except the home of the Great Spirit, is connected to one of the Hikaru Hills. These spaces can award you yokai or bitoku cards or other options. When you move a die across the river, you may place it in an empty space of the area connected to the region that die just left. The next section of the board is the inhabited areas. This is the friendliest part of the forest, where both spirits and mundane beings pass through and share experiences. Just as there is always a great spirit of the forest, so are there always spirits charged with the care of these areas, providing a roof, repass, and recreation for the pilgrims in need of a rest along their path, as well as a home for the mischievous, fun-loving Kodamas. One can often find warm, welcoming buildings here, including ryokan, farms, temples, and onsen. Any spirit that aspires to become the next great spirit would do well to provide for the well-being of these pilgrims, providing them with welcome and shelter. Each region of the forest is linked to one of the inhabited areas. This part of the game board has spaces with face-down piles of building tiles and a reserve of face-up buildings. When you construct a building, you may choose any of the face-up buildings to put up. Depending on the number of players, there may be some ancient buildings on the board at the beginning of the game. These work the same way that normal buildings do, except that they have no owner, so no one receives any property bonus from them. Constructing Buildings You may construct a maximum of 6 buildings over the course of the game. The building counters on your player board indicate how many buildings you can still construct and the cost you must pay in order to construct each. When you build a building, follow these five steps. First, pay the cost under the leftmost building counter on your player board. Construction requires a combination of wood and or stone, which you must pay to the supply. Take the building counter from your player board. You will receive VP shown in the now empty space at the end of the game. Second, Choose a building tile from those available on the inhabited areas of the game board. Do not refill any empty spaces here yet. That will occur in the next winter phase. Third, add the building to any empty space that matches the type of building you have chosen to construct. Each space can be occupied only by the type of building shown in that space. Fourth, move your Kodama in the region where you place the building tile forward a number of spaces equal to the Kodama bonus granted by that building, and receive a plus one amulet if indicated. And fifth, place the building counter that you took from your player board in step one on the building tile you just constructed to show that you own it. Buildings. You may construct buildings in the inhabited areas of the forest to give solace to the wary travelers. 
they all share some common traits that will help you to understand how they function. Each building tile shows the following. Its building type, there are five types of building, each with its own illustration. The bonus you receive when you construct that building, which is usually to move your Kodama in that region forward the number of spaces shown, and in some case, you may also receive a plus one amulet. You'll also find a building action that a player may take when they place their die in that region and the minimum value that die must have in order to take that action. And finally, you'll find the property bonus that you receive if another player uses a building that you own. The board spaces indicate which type of building you can build on them. There are five types of buildings. Temple, Onsen, Farm, Ryokan, and Ancient Building. Ancient buildings are placed on the board at the beginning of the game depending on the number of players. They are not available for you to build during the game. Kodamas and the Treasurer of the Lake Kodamas are kindly but mischievous spirits who live in the smallest ponds and streams of the forest. They are the most innocent and affable beings and their limitless curiosity leads them to find well-hidden treasures wherever they may be within the forest. The Kodamas eagerly identify with those Bitoku that exhibit virtues that match their own and offer these treasures to them as gifts. Those who aspire to become the Great Spirit often make a game of this, supporting their loyal Kodamas to make certain that they receive the greatest treasures from each region of the forest. Each region has its own Kodama track. Some actions you take will allow you to move your Kodamas forward or even move your opponent's Kodamas backward. When you see a green Kodama icon, you may move your Kodamas forward. It's also possible to find a number next to that icon. For example, if there's a 2 next to a green Kodama icon, that means you can move your Kodamas forward a total of 2 spaces. You may move one Kodama forward two spaces, or two Kodamas one space each in any region or regions of the forest. If you see a red Kodama icon, you may move any other player's Kodamas back. There is also a possibility to have a number next to that icon, in which case you can move any other player's Kodama back that number of spaces. For example, there is a two next to that icon you may move one Kodama back two spaces or two Kodamas one space each in any region or regions of the forest. It's also possible to find an arrow next to the Kodama icon. If the action is marked with a green arrow, you may only move Kodamas in the same region as the effect that granted you the action. Any number of Kodamas may occupy the same space except for the last space on each track only one Kodama at a time may occupy each of these spaces. During Ascension, players will earn VP based on the positions of their Kodamas on the Treasures of the Forest tracks. If you are playing Bitoku with two players, you will place a dummy Kodama of a neutral color on the fourth space of each Kodama track. This token never moves from this space, not even with the Move Kodama Backwards action. These tokens are counted when determining the final ranking on each track for VP purposes. The next area of the board is the Rock Garden. 
the Iwakura rocks are the most ancient spirits. Through the passage of time, they've taken on solid forms. While they are neither inert nor immobile, their existence moves at a speed very different from those around them. Their indifferent eyes have seen empires rise, grow, and then disappear in the time it takes for them to exhale a simple sigh. The spirits of the forest know of the wisdom concealed in these rocks, and pilgrims who have learned to listen to their advice dedicate their lives to transmitting the knowledge of the Iwakura to their fellow travelers. Iwakura rocks can be an important source of VP during ascension. Each of them grants VP based on their symbols on the tile. But Iwakura rocks do not grant points themselves. You must place a pilgrim by their side in order to earn those VP. At the beginning of their game, a number of Iwakura rock tiles are placed on the game board. These are the only Iwakura rocks that will be available for the entire game as they're never replenished. There are two actions that relate to Iwakura rocks. When you obtain an Iwakura rock, if you have at least one clear space in the Iwakura rock area of your player board, you can choose one Iwakura rock from the rock garden. Place it on your player board in the empty space furthest to the left on your rock path. It's also possible to place a pilgrim next to an Iwakura rock. When that happens, take one of your available pilgrims and place them on any empty space on your rock path that is next to at least one Iwakura rock. You cannot perform this action if you have no Iwakura rocks next to the empty space. If the space you place the pilgrim on shows a cost, you must pay those resources when you place a pilgrim there. Place this pilgrim with its sleeping side face up, as this will be the end of his journey and he may not be moved again during the game. The next part of the board is the Rift of Visions. In the deepest heart of the forest, there is a terrible rift that threatens to split the world in two. It is said that those who are able to stare into this abyss and remain with their soul at peace can see the future and learn what is to come. This part of the game board holds the vision cards. Visions offer a way to gain additional VP during ascension by completing the requirements shown on the card. The next part of the game board is a twisted trail of the Mitamas. The most remote corner of the forest overlooks the cliffs of Sea's Claw. Here lies a trail that can be followed only by the Mitama spirits, suffering souls who no longer understand the place they occupy in the order of all things. The Mitamas restlessly walk this trail, hoping to encounter the Chinkon Dragonfly to guide them along their way. Those who do not find the Rat Dragonfly are destined to sink into the sea and into eternal irrelevance as the forgotten trophies of the Rashar. This part of the board shows the Mitama spirits and Dragonfly tiles that are available. There are two actions that allow you to interact with these tiles, either obtain a Mitama spirits or obtain a Dragonfly. When you obtain a Mitama spirit, select one of your choice from those available on the game board after paying the cost shown, an amount of sake and or jade. You also immediately receive the reward shown above that tile space in VP. 
Do not refill any empty spaces at this time. They will be refilled during the winter phase. Take the action shown on the Mitama Spirit tile you have chosen and place it on your player board. If you have a dragonfly available, you may immediately attach it to the Mitama. These are the actions that you might take when obtaining a Mitama Spirit. When you obtain an Ara, which is the red Mitama Spirit, take one resource of your choice or a plus one amulet from the supply. When you unlock a Nigi Spirit, which is the white one, unlock one locked die on your player board and take a plus one amulet from the supply. When you gain the Saki Spirit, which is the blue one, gain one movement point or take a plus one amulet from the supply. When you gain a Kushi Spirit, which is the green one, advance any of your Kodamas one space on their track or take a plus one amulet from the supply. As for the Shinigami Spirits, there are four of these styles in the game, each offering a different actions, which are to take one resource of any type, to gain one movement point, to advance any of your Kodamas one space and move one of the other player's Kodamas one space backward, and gain a plus one amulet or unlock a die. During Ascension, you can use Shinigami as Wild Spirit when scoring your Iwakura Rock. When you obtain a Dragonfly, select one of your choice from those available on the game board by paying or receiving the resources indicated below it. You do not receive the Dragonfly action until it is combined with the Mitama Spirit. Do not refill any empty spaces at this time. They will be refilled during the winter phase. Then, place your Dragonfly tile on your player board. If you have a Mitama Spirit available, you may immediately attach it to the Dragonfly. Combining a Mitama Spirit with a Dragonfly When you obtain a Mitama Spirit tile or a Dragonfly tile, and only at that moment, you may combine them with the opposite if you have one available on your player board. Place the two tiles together and move them off of your player board. Then, take the action shown on the Dragonfly tile. Combined Mitama Spirit and Dragonflies are taken into account at several points during the game but cannot be combined with other Mitama Spirits or Dragonflies. In summary, you take the action shown on your Mitama Spirit tiles as soon as you acquire them, but you can take the action on your Dragonfly tiles until you attach them to a Mitama Spirit. The next part of the board is the Crystal Caves. A boulder breaks, opening the way into cold caves at the most distant reaches of the forest. Echoes of a promising future emerge from within the caverns, glowing with the reflections of soul crystals. If a spirit can harmonize the right crystals, their path to ascension shall undubitably be more peaceful and rewarding. You can find the crystals in this part of the game board. As you obtain crystals, you will place them on the matching spaces of your player board. Crystal will open new actions for you to take. In addition, this is the only way to gain new pilgrims. Obtaining a crystal allows you to take one crystal from the crystal caves by paying the cost indicated on the game board, so either zero, one, or two resources of any type. Do not refill any empty spaces at this time. They will be refilled during the winter phase. You can only take a crystal if it matches the specific type shown 
in an empty space on your player board. When you obtain a crystal, you may place it in any corresponding empty crystal space of your player board. When you do so, move the pilgrim in that space with its awakened side up to the top part of your player board to use later. You will also receive any VP shown in that space at the end of the game. If you don't have any available spaces to place crystals of a certain type, you cannot obtain them. Types of crystals. There are three kinds of crystals. Dream, which are purple, memory, which are yellow, and ingenuity, which are pink. Each type occupies different spaces on your player board. When you receive a dream crystal, which is purple, you receive the reward shown during the Reap the Fruits, step two, during Spring and Ascension. When you receive a memory crystal, which is yellow, you receive one or two VP each time you take the action shown on the tile. As for the Ingenuity Crystal, which is pink, during the summer phase, when you play a yokai card on the matching space, you take the action shown on the crystal. You may take your bonus either immediately before or immediately after resolving that yokai card. The Player Boards Over their centuries-long lives, each spirit that aspires to become the great spirit of the forest will establish their own personal dominion over a part of the forest. Within this safe haven of tranquility, they can reflect and grow in self-awareness. Now that we're done looking at the game board, it's time to look at the player boards. You will use your player board to place yokai cards and organize other elements you gather during the game. Your player board is divided into several different zones. One section at the top left of your player board is where you'll find your purple and yellow crystals. Each crystal you place here gives you another pilgrim to use and awards you the VP revealed at the end of the game. There are three different things you will find at the top right of your player board. You'll first find all your awakened pilgrims. Then, you'll also find your flag, which indicates your player color, as well as if you've crossed the 100 VP mark. The third element you will find is all the cards you got rid of when using the Virtue of the Spirits. It's important to keep them visible as they still count towards your Iwakura rocks during Ascension. The middle of the board is where you'll find your Yokai card spaces, where you play Yokai cards in summer. It also holds your locked and unlocked dice and offers space for crystals you gain during the game, more specifically, the pink crystals. When you add a pink crystal here, you gain another pilgrim to use and earn VP revealed at the end of the game. Below the Yokai card spaces is the Iwakura Rock Path, where your pilgrims can contemplate the Iwakura Rocks. You can only earn VP from your Iwakura Rocks if you have a pilgrim in an adjacent space. If a space shows a resource, you must pay it before you can place a pilgrim there. The bottom left corner of your player board is where you'll find your building counters, used to claim ownership of your buildings. You must pay the cost under a counter to use it. At the end of the game, you will earn VP revealed beneath it. And at the bottom right corner of your player board is where you'll find your resting place of the Mitama spirits, to hold your Mitama spirit and dragonfly tiles until they're combined. 
At the right of the resting place of the Mitama spirit is where you'll find the beginning of your Bitoku path for any Bitoku cards you gain. As you do, you'll create a path by overlapping the cards from left to right. You can move your player counter here from card to card using movement points to take the actions shown on that card. Around your player board is where you'll find your Yokai deck as well as your Yokai discard pile. You'll also find all of the other game components that can be in your possession, such as the Mitama Spirits and Dragonflies when combined, your vision cards, your resources, and the amulets you obtain. Rise of the Tengu Rules for Solo Play The forest is being overrun by a horde of Tengu. These mischievous demons will try to trick you away from the path to ascension, so you must prove yourself even more virtuous by rising above them. These rules provide you a way to play Bitoku by yourself. All of the regular rules still apply, unless explicitly changed by these rules. In these rules, you always refers to the lone human player, while the Tengu, or it, always refers to your automated opponent. Setting up the game. Set up a two-player game as described in the regular rules. Ignore the Iwakura rock regarding the Tengu. He doesn't receive any Iwakura rocks at this point. You receive yours as normal. Then, select a color for the Tengu. Flip its player board to the solitaire side. Keep the Tengu activation cycle chart, shortened by TAC, at hand. Place the Tengu's building counters on the indicated spaces. Place all of its pilgrims in the top part of the board. Set all of its starting yokai cards face down in a pile on its board. Take one random dragonfly token and place it on the indicated space. The Tengu doesn't receive any vision cards or amulets during setup or at any time during the game. Place the Tengu's Kodamas and player counters as you would for a normal player. The Tengu's player counter is always first on the turn order track at the beginning of the first round. Then, place the Tengu's dice on the red spaces with the values 2, 3, and 4 in that order from left to right. Randomly select one Iwakura rock from the rock garden and place it on the Tengu's board. This will leave an empty space in the rock garden. Do not refill it. Then, select a second random tile from the remaining stack of Iwakura rocks with the following restrictions. If the tile on the Tengu's player board shows rewards for yokai cards, the second must show rewards for either buildings or Mitama spirits. And second, if the tile on the Tengu's board shows rewards for buildings or Mitama spirits, the second must show yokai cards. Place the second Iwakura rock on the Tengu's board. Return the remaining Iwakura rocks to the box. Then, the Tengu starts with one wood resource and one other resource based on its Iwakura rocks. If one of its Iwakura rocks shows buildings, it starts with one stone. If one of its Iwakura rocks shows mitamas, it starts with one sake. Then, shuffle all 10 Tengu action cards and create a face-down deck. Turn over the top 3 cards and place them in a row 
to the right of the deck. Take two dice of an unused player color and set them near the Tengu cards. These dice will be referred to as the Will of the Tengu dice. Place the Tengu Attitude tile in the bottom right slot with the inactive side up. The Will of the Tengu dice are never played on the game board and do not count as part of the Tengu's Guardian dice. You are now ready to begin. Changes to gameplay. The game proceeds normally through the various phases of each round with the following changes. During the spring, the Tengu never draws any yokai cards. During the Reap the Fruit step, the Tengu gains and immediately spends one movement point for each crystal on its board on top of the normal rewards. How the Tengu spends its movement points will be explained shortly. You carry out all the steps of this phase as normal. During the summer, you will alternate taking turns with the Tengu in the order shown on the turn order track, always starting with the Tengu during the first round. You take all of your turns normally, following the usual rules and limitations. When it's the Tengu's turn, follow these steps. First, roll both Will the Tengu dice. Then, select one of the face-up Tengu action cards based on the result rolled. If the lower value rolled is 1 or 2, select the card on the right. If the lower value rolled is 3 or 4, select the card in the middle. And if the lower value rolled is 5 or 6, select the card on the left. The selected cards is the active Tengu card. Then, following the instructions in the TAC, find the first step that can be resolved and carry out its instructions. The TAC will refer to the active Tengu card and will tell you what to do with its dice and resources based on that card. Next, after resolving the Tengu's actions, even if the Tengu is passed, discard the active Tengu card, slide the other face-up cards over to the right to fill any gaps, if needed, and then turn over the top card from its deck and place it in the empty leftmost space. If the deck is empty when you need to draw a card, reshuffle all 8 cards currently in the discard pile, including the one you just discarded, but not the two face-up cards still in a row, and create a new face-down deck to draw from. Once these steps are complete, it is your turn again as normal. After both you and the Tengu have passed, proceed to Autumn. For the Autumn, Determine the new turn order in the usual way. As for the winter, the Tengu never scores any yokai cards and never removes any from its deck. It never draws, discards, reshuffles, or interacts with its yokai cards in any way. Before you advance the Great Spirit counter, select one random Iwakura rock in the rock garden, if any remain, and remove it from play. The rest of this phase remains unchanged. Tengu Terminology These game terms are used when resolving the Tengu's actions. Available Action An action is available if there is no die on that space, yours or the Tengu's. Rarest Bitoku 
each Bitoku card has a rarity number. The lower the number, the more rare that Bitoku is. A Bitoku is considered the rarest if it has the lowest number currently in the hills and the Tengu has not yet collected a Bitoku of that type. It is possible for multiple Bitoku to all be the rarest. If the Tengu needs to choose between them, it prefers the one further to the left. Choose randomly. In some cases, the Tengu must choose randomly between options. If it must choose between two equal options, roll one of the Will of the Tengu dice, with 1 to 3 and 4 to 6 corresponding to each option. If it needs to choose from objects on the board, either Mitama spirits, dragonflies, buildings, or crystals, roll one die and use the following option. On a 1 or a 2, select the cheapest option, or the innermost choice. On a 3 or 4, select the second, next option. On a 5, select the third option. And on a 6, select the fourth, outermost option. If the selected option is not available, proceed outwards towards the more expensive options, cycling back around to the cheapest one if necessary. In the extremely unlikely case of all options being empty, the action is simply lost. Favorite. The Tengu has two Iwakura rock tiles, one showing yokai card types and the other showing either Mitama spirit types or building types. An object is the Tengu's favorite if it appears on either of its Iwakura rocks. Two of the Tengu action cards show favorite Mitama or building on the bottom half. If its Iwakura rocks show a Mitama, treat this card as if its location is the lands of the Yomi. If they show a building, use the forges. Tengu Attitude Tile This tile has two sides one active and one inactive. Most competitive Kodama. Some effects will instruct you to find the Tengu's most competitive Kodama. This is the Kodama that is behind yours on its track, but which would take the fewest moves to tie with you. If multiple Kodama are the same number of moves behind you, or if none of the Kodamas are behind you, choose the one where the first place VP award is the highest or the one further to the left if tied. Pilgrims. The Tengu always has all 11 of its pilgrims available at the start of the game, with their awakened side facing up. It only ever uses them on the Path of Wisdom. Associated Resource. Most Tengu action cards show a resource in the lower right corner, either wood, stone, jade, or sake, called the associated resource. Some Tengu actions will require the Tengu to spend or gain a resource of that type. If the card shows no resource, then the Tengu does not spend any resources if instructed to, and if it is instructed to gain a resource, it takes whatever resource it has the fewest of. If tied, the order goes wood, jade, stone, and sake. Crossing or Contested Crossing A die is at a crossing if it is in a location below the river and there is at least one space available 
on the other side of the river in the matching hill area. If there is no such space available, the die is not considered to be at a crossing. A crossing is contested if both you and the Tengu both have a die at crossings connected to the same hill area. Die values. The Tengu's dice never change their values, not even when crossing the river. If multiple dice are available to be unlocked or placed on the game board, always unlock or place the lowest value die first. If multiple dice are able to cross the river, use the one with the highest value. The Tengu Activation Cycle, or TAC. Once the Tengu action card has been selected for its turn, find the first possible step, check the TAC in the rulebook, where the Tengu meets all of the conditions listed. If any of the conditions are not met, the entire step is skipped. Once you find a valid step, resolve its actions, and then the Tengu's turn is over. All actions always refer to the Tengu's pieces and resources, unless it specifically mentions yours. The actions the Tengu takes in each location is described as follows. Resolving Tengu's Actions The Lens of Yomi If the active Tengu card shows a dragonfly, it takes a random dragonfly. It does not pay or receive any resources for this. If the active Tengu card shows a Mitama spirit, it takes its favorite Mitama. If there are multiple options, it takes the cheapest one. If no Mitamas match its favorite type, or if it has no favorite, it takes a random one. It does not pay any resources, but it does immediately receive the VP shown under the Mitama space. It ignores the effects on the Mitama tile. If the active Tengu card does not show either option, the Tengu will perform the first option if it has a Mitama spirit not yet combined with a dragonfly. Otherwise, it will perform the second option. Combining Mitama spirits with dragonflies. The Tengu always combines Mitama spirits together with dragonflies as soon as it can. Move the combined Mitama and dragonfly tokens to the side of its board. Ignore the effects of the dragonfly. Instead, the Tengu gains two movement points. When the Tengu visits the Stairs of Knowledge, the Tengu gains three movement points. Spending movement points. Whenever the Tengu gains movement points, it spends them immediately, showing the following options in this order. First, if it has a Bitoku card in its Bitoku path that it can move onto, it moves forward one card. It scores the VP printed on the Bitoku immediately, but ignores all other effects. And second, if it has a Pilgrim on the Path of Wisdom, it moves that Pilgrim. If it can move to the highest VP value elimination space available, it does so. It gains twice the printed VP value and ignores all other actions. If it can move to a gate space where it does not already have a pilgrim, it does so, taking the higher VP value space. It gains twice the printed VP value. It also draws the top Tengu action card from the deck and immediately performs the action shown on that card.
as if it were an active Tengu card, and then it discards it. Otherwise, it simply moves its pilgrim one space forward, ignoring any bridges. If all of this is not possible, the Tengu places a new pilgrim on the Path of Wisdom at the gate furthest to the right that is available to it, depending on which gate it has already reached. Glade of Jade If the active Tengu card shows the Glade of Jade, it takes the two resources shown on that card. If not, it takes two of the associated resource. Either way, it also advances its most competitive Kodama one space. The Forges If the active Tengu card shows a crystal, it takes a random crystal. It does not pay or receive any resources for this. If the active Tengu card shows a building, it takes and constructs its favorite building. If there are multiple buildings that match its favorite type, it chooses the innermost one. If none of the buildings match its favorite type, or if it has no favorite, it takes a random one. It does not take any building that cannot be legally placed anywhere. To select a location for a building, follow these two conditions. First, it must go on a legal location, and second, if multiple legal locations exist, it uses the one with the most competitive Kodama. The Tengu does not pay any resources, but it does place the next available building counter from its board on the new building. It also ignores the effects of the building tile and instead advances its Kodama in the new building's region one space, even if the tile shows two moves. If the Tengu card shows neither option, the Tengu will perform the second option, if it can construct its favorite building, otherwise it will perform the first option. Building Actions The Tengu never uses building actions. If you activate one of the Tengu's building, it gains 1 VP, instead of the usual property bonus. The Hills when the Tengu is instructed to move a die across the river, the TAC will tell you whether it takes Yokai or Bitoku cards. Yokai cards are simply added to its face-down stack of cards to be scored during ascension. Bitoku cards are added to its Bitoku path as normal, and it will progress along this path by spending movement points. The Ascension During ascension, you will score VP normally, except for the Kodamas, as explained below. Then, score VP for the Tengu in the following way. First, it scores the visible VP for all building counters it has removed from its board. Second, it scores 3 VP for each Yokai, building, and or Mitama spirit, whether combined with a Dragonfly or not, it has that matches its two Iwakura rocks. Then, it scores 3 VP for each starting yokai it has and 6 VP for each advanced yokai it has collected, including any that were scored in the previous step. Fourth, it scores 1 VP for each resource it has. Then, it scores 2 VP for each crystal it has. Next, it scores for its bitoku in the same way that a human player would. 
Then score the Kodama tracks the same way you would normally for a two-player game. Regarding the neutral Kodama, for both yourself and the Tengu with one change. If you and the Tengu are tied on a track, the Tengu is considered to be ahead of you there. Next, if the Tengu is first on the turn order track, it gains 3 VP as normal. And finally, the Tengu does not score any VP for its die values, does not score any VP for his vision cards. If after all VP are awarded, you have more VP than the Tengu, you have won. If not, you have lost. Adjusting the difficulty. You can use any number of the following options to adjust the game's difficulty. The following options make it easier to beat the Tengu. First, the Tengu does not start with a Dragonfly during setup. Second, the Tengu does not start with any Yokai cards during setup. Next, the Tengu does not start with any resources during setup. Next, the Tengu will only advance its Kodama when it places a die in the location if you are ahead of it on the track. Next, during the spring phase, the Tengu does not gain movement point for its soul crystals. The following options would make it harder to beat the Tengu. First, place a Pilgrim on the first base of the Path of Wisdom for the Tengu during setup. Next, Advance each of the Tengu's Kodamas one space during setup. Next, the Tengu starts the game with two Dragonflies instead of one. And next, the Tengu scores three additional VP for each region where its Kodamas is ahead of you, not tied with, during Ascension. Cultural References Bitoku is a Japanese word that refers to the different types of virtues, especially those of the Bushido. Bitoku is also a game set in a fictional universe. It is a sequel of sorts to another game published by Devere, Silk, as they share the same universe. Actually, we should say that it is a prequel, as the action in Bitoku takes place in a time thousands of years before Silk, in which the human race is barely present. You don't have to play Silk to enjoy Bitoku, or vice versa. Feel free to explore them both, but know that they are very different in terms of gameplay. This universe has been inspired mainly by manga, anime, and all sorts of Japanese pop culture, which also derive from its folklore and traditions. Many of the creatures mentioned in the game come from Asian myths, many of them we just made them up. Bitoku does not claim to be a faithful rendition of any of these cultural instances, but we have tried to approach them with the utmost respect. We're trying to put together a fictional universe for all of us to visit and inspire great games. And that is it for chapter 8 of the Book of Rulebooks, Bitoku a game designed by German P. Milan and published by Devere. My name was Mathieu Labrosse, and thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in the next chapter, where we'll cover the game ISS Vanguard.